Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Keeping It Center podcast. I'm your host, Jaquetta Gilbert. This is a space for women who want help keeping God at the center of their marriage, their role as a mom, and while using their gifts to make a difference in the lives of others. This is for real women with real issues serving a real God who holds us in the palm of his hand. So if you're ready to take off the facade, woman up to your imperfections, and invite our Father in every part of your beautiful mess, girlfriend, you're in the right place. Hey, everyone. First off, I just want to say I really, really struggled with getting an episode together for this week. Uh, I am very much a planner and I just, (laughs) I do things ahead of time um, just because that's, that's how I do things. But I really, really struggled. I am so exhausted. I am beyond exhausted. Um, You know, I, I had had a different theme in mind for this month, not just this episode, but a theme in mind for uh, this ministry for the month of June. But after last week's horrific and unjustified murder of George Floyd, I don't think now is the right time for the theme I originally had in mind. So I've chosen instead to talk about grief. While the Keeping It Centered ministry prides itself on encouraging women to keep their focus on God. And I highly, highly encourage us to do that in this time, especially. I do want to take a moment today to chat about how it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to love God and trust him, but to still be hurt, exhausted, and just plain, in this case, over the racism in our country. You know, I used to think uh, in my earlier days that a part of being a Christian meant just reciting Bible verses, you know, when you're faced with a challenge. And I thought I had to ignore feelings of sadness and hurt and anger because I thought those weren't strong, godly characteristics. And so I try to hide those under the rug and, you know, just ignore those. But as I've been studying, um, especially more this year, I'm learning God listens to us when we grieve and he understands, he empathizes. He doesn't condemn us for uh, feeling the way we feel. Um, Like many of you, I've been listening to and reading a lot of opinions about the protests and looting and leadership or lack thereof being shown right now. And one thing among many that stands out is how some people don't approve of the manner in which some are choosing to display and cope with grief. (laughs) <laughs> I listen, I do my best to tactfully express my feelings on social media, especially. And uh, I've been often praised for it and seen as quote unquote different because I'm not, you know, one of those people, quote unquote, spouting off. And, you know, I, I just want to make it abundantly clear that because I don't generally choose to rant in public, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm not angry or hurt. or just done, (laughs) you know, with the treatment of many black and brown people in the United States and abroad. And while I do not support violence at all, 
I wholeheartedly agree with the many peaceful protests happening in our country and around the globe at the time of this recording. And although we do see violence happens at some of the coverage that the media uh, shows, and we know some of that is due to anarchist groups, groups that, um, you know, they've got their own agenda and they're not part of the Black Lives Matter movement. And there are some who are looting um, for other reasons. And, you know, again, I, I don't condone the behavior, but I can empathize with people who are um, very much angry and they're choosing to go about that anger in a negative way. I can empathize with them, but I don't condone the violence or the theft. I, I, I just don't believe that's the answer um, that God would have for us. However, I, I do realize every one of us is at a different part of our grief journey. Um, and, you know, some of us are able to put on that brave face and, you know, go to work and see people and speak the word of God over our lives and those around the world. But others are just not there yet. And so this podcast episode is a reminder that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be a Christian and not be okay. In Psalm 109, David writes what becomes a prophetic prayer against an enemy that um, some commentaries can't agree upon, you know, who that actual enemy is. But I like to share that prayer with you today. It says, God of my praise, do not be silent. For wicked and deceitful mouths open against me. They speak against me with lying tongues. They surround me with hateful words and attack me without cause. In return for my love, they accuse me, but I continue to pray. They repay me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set a wicked person over him. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judge, let him be found guilty and let his prayer be counted as sin. Let his days be few. Let another take over his position. Let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. Let a creditor seize all he has. Let strangers plunder what he has worked for. Let no one show him kindness. Let no one be gracious to his fatherless children. Let the line of his descendants be cut off. Let their name be blotted out in the next generation. Let their sins always remain before the Lord and let him remove all memory of them from the earth. For he did not think to show kindness, but pursued the suffering, needy and brokenhearted in order to put them to death. He loved cursing. Let it fall on him. He took no delight in blessing. Let it be far from him. Let this be the Lord's payment to my accusers, to those who speak evil against me. But you, Lord, my Lord, deal kindly with me for your name's sake, because your faithful love is good. Rescue me, for I am suffering and needy. My heart is wounded within me. I fade away like a lengthening shadow. I'm shaken off like a locust. I have become an object of ridicule to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads in scorn. Help me, Lord, my God, save me according to your faithful love so that they may know that this is your hand and that you, Lord, have done it. Though they curse, you will bless. When they rise up, they will be put to shame, but your servant will rejoice. I will fervently thank the Lord with my mouth. I will praise him in the presence of many. 
for he stands at the right hand of the needy to save him from those who would condemn him. Now, I know that was a lot to read, okay, but it's all for a purpose. It's to drive a point home. And, you know, again, if you didn't know, Psalm 109 is a, a prayer. Again, like I said earlier, that's it's described as a prophetic prayer um, because it points to Judas who, you know, ended up betraying Jesus. And that reference can be found in Acts chapter 1, verses 15 through 21. And all of this is a prophetic prayer. This is also a prayer of David as he was being pursued by his enemy. It's filled with raw emotion. He, I mean, listen, it's like, okay, David, tell us what you really think. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's authentic. And it, it doesn't fit the sometimes cookie cutter language that we expect from believers, which is something two pastors I listened to recently talked about. And I'll have all these references. They'll be in today's show notes over at uh, www.keepingitcenter.com. But again, even though this psalm is speaking of a future event, God does not in this chapter criticize David for how he feels in this moment because he's human. You know, there are other prayers too. I mean, because I know some people may think, oh, well, this is just one prayer, you know, and, and, and it had a purpose because it was prophetic. But there are other prayers in the Bible like this, including Psalm 119, which is really long. You know, in verses 81 through 88 in particular, uh, stood out to me because the writer's asking how long he must wait for God to rescue him. He trusts God. He believes God's statutes. He believes God's ability to help him. But in that moment, he he's asking God, how much more, how much longer do I have to wait for justice over my enemy? And I know a lot of us may be thinking, okay, but what about grace? What about love? What about forgiveness? What about praying for a change in the hearts of our oppressors? And you're right. Those things are absolutely important. Jesus did tell us to turn the other cheek after all, but what I'm emphasizing is that it's okay to acknowledge you're not okay. It's okay to say, God, you know, I really don't understand what's going on, but I know I'm hurt. I'm hurt beyond belief. I'm numb. I'm not sure how much more my heart can take. And I just, God, I just want justice. You know, it's okay to wrestle with those feelings because we are human and that is what many are protesting about at this time for our black and brown people to be seen as human now I won't read it but I will reference John 11 where although Jesus himself knew how the story would end he still grieved the death of his friend Lazarus he got angry and he wept. He showed emotion. And it wasn't all nice and sweet with a pretty bow on top. <laughs> you know, so if you're grieving right now, you're in good company. You're not alone. And, um, you know, I just, I don't want any of us to lose hope because there is such a danger in losing hope. When we lose all hope, it's signifying that we don't trust God can do the impossible. You know, we're taking our eyes off of the only solution, which is God, to our grief. And instead, you know, we're, we're focusing exclusively on what we can see with our natural eyes. And, you know, 
if we're not careful, we stop trying because we don't think there's any point to staying on the straight and narrow. And that that's just not true. It's, it's not true. And so I encourage you today to sit with your feelings, process them in a healthy way, you know, whether that's with a pastor, a Christian therapist, or even in your journal, but never, never lose hope. As the old hymn states, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. Let's close out in prayer. God, at the time of this recording, emotions are steadily rising because of the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and many other black people who died by the hands of those who have sworn to protect and serve us. God, help us to acknowledge how we feel. Help us to deal with the emotions head on. But God, help us to look to you in these dark times help us to look with hope and with expectancy because we know nothing surprises you in the midst of all our hurt and our grief god help us to choose to trust you and your plan give us peace god give us comfort because we need you in jesus name amen if you're the type of person who enjoys journaling like me, um, you know, to cope with hard times. That's one of my healthy ways to cope when I'm dealing with things. Um, I encourage you to join the waitlist for the weekly check-in journal. It's a quarterly faith-based journal that I created because <laughs> of different issues of my own life. You know, I realized I was focusing all the time on the issues I was facing, just focusing on them itself. And I was taking my eyes off of God And so what's unique about this journal and this journaling experience is that, you know, I do have a space where I share my raw, authentic emotions, just like David. But again, I'm not left with just that piece of the puzzle. Uh, I'm not left with focusing on what I feel and and, um, see at that moment. Um, In this journal, you know, I nudge us us all to, to be real. Um, but to also back or confront our thoughts with God's word and to keep our focus on him in the midst of everything that we're going through. So if you want to find out more, if writing and journaling is your jam, you know, to help you cope, um, I encourage you to join the waitlist at keepingitcenter.com. You can also find today's show notes and uh, all the references made in this episode there as well. Um, if you're struggling and you need prayer, don't hesitate because, you know, a lot of us need it right now, myself included. So if you're struggling and you need prayer, feel free to reach out at keepingitcentered at gmail.com. 
I count it a privilege to pray with you. And I pray that you're blessed this week. If you've been driving along, you can find today's show notes over at www.keepingitcentered.com. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for The Centered Notes, our bi-weekly devotional newsletter. And follow us over at Instagram at Keeping It Centered.